God is good, church family. Happy Palm Sunday. Amen. You picture that day when they were waving the palms and the branches of the trees. For those that want palms, they're going to be out there on a table after service and also downstairs for you. Go ahead and get them. I didn't want to put them out before because I didn't want all this going on and hitting people in the, in the head and all that kind of stuff like that. Here you go, Diane, so I don't hit people in the head. Gotcha. <laughs> God is good. And all the time, amen. So listen, Friday, gentlemen, we're going to be over at the Hampton. That's over in Newton, the Hampton Diner. It's that back room there. Go ahead and just, you know, register so we know how many people to tell them are coming that day. I think right now we're about 80 people. So just go ahead and sign up at the Welcome Center. You can sign up on your phone, on your app, at the website. They did a great job. I think it's $13 for a full course, everything breakfast for us, coffee, juice, and all the different trimmings. It's going to be a great time of fellowship. We, we know some of you have to get to work on that day too, so it's not going to be a long, drawn-out thing. We're going to have breakfast together, and those that can stick around, stick around. Those that have to go, go ahead. Amen? God is good. And then that evening, 7 p.m., is our special communion Good Friday service. And we say it every year. We want it to be a, you know, kind of we lower the lights and all that. And it's one of our biggest celebration service because we know our king is not on that cross anymore. Amen, church family. He is risen. He is risen. Hallelujah. 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 Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I went over, asked how the first service in the uh, gym go with the kids. They said it was wild. So I asked Hannah, she's going to get some pictures, and uh, you'll see those on Facebook and stuff. Amen. Let's open in a word of prayer, and we'll get right into it today. Father, we do bless you, and again, we thank you for this precious day. We thank you that he is risen. What confidence he gives. Every one of us that have lost a loved one, we know we're going to see him again. What a day, what a, I keep calling it, what a family reunion it's going to be. God is our father, part of the family. Jesus is our elder brother, part of the family. And then all of our loved ones that have gone before us. So we thank you today for that assurance that we have in our heart, that peace and comfort that we have, Lord, that as we see this world flying by, time just so quickly going by, we know that we're going to be together forever and never again be departed. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you turn with me to John chapter 12? Oh, that's right. I knew I had something else to do. And thank you, boy. I tell you, my wife is good. Give her a hand. Amen. <laughs> so I've been sharing what's been going on, what we've been uh, supporting right on the Ukraine border. This week, I wanted to share what we're doing right in Moscow right now. We have been uh, supporting, this is Rick and Denise Renner. We have been supporting them when, since they have went over there during the collapse of the Soviet Union. They can tell you 
some stories of what they went through at the, at the beginning, be it foreigners and all, but they have stuck it out, and now they are strategically planted to do an amazing work. They have close to 300,000 people now online listening to them. They call it their church there, and in Moscow and a few other places, well over 1,000 people. You should check it out. Rick, uh, renner.org and just see what the Lord is doing. But here's some pictures of what we've been doing there that they're going to share. And here's the letter they wrote to us. Dear friends, as I write to you, our special team are on the ground delivering tons of relief, pe relief to people who are in need. And think of it. In addition to giving them physical relief that is so needed, they are also giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ at the same time in Moscow, church family. And we are seeing many people come to the Lord. In this dark situation, the light of God's love is changing people's lives. Today I received a new group of photos that our team sent to us. People receiving food, hygiene products like soap, shampoo, toothpaste, and with each package, a Bible with a book that explains how to get saved in their language. Plus, we are connecting them to our online church so we can teach them the Word of God once they, once they get connected again. Large numbers of them are already joining us online, and we are starting to develop a relationship with them. We are so thankful for all you have done, and these precious people are so thankful also. What we are doing to help bring people help bring to the people physically and to bring them the teaching of the word of God is so urgent right now. Amen. And he says, thank you. God bless Rick and Denise, Denise Renner. So there's some pictures right in the middle of Moscow there. So I thought that would be pretty cool to show. Amen. That we're, we're helping on the border, but we're helping right in the country also. Amen. Got your Bibles today. Did I already tell you to turn somewhere? Yeah, I'm just kidding. John chapter 12. So this is Palm Sunday week. We kick off this week of passion, amen, the death, and most important, the resurrection. You know, you say most important, but without the death, there would not be a resurrection. So the whole package goes, goes together. Without the birth of Jesus Christ, there wouldn't have been the death of Jesus, the life of Jesus Christ. We wouldn't have our calendar the way we have it now. On and on, all because of this one man, who came to this earth and changed life as it is. Amen. And I'll tell you, he changed it for the better because wherever Jesus Christ is preached, life gets better. Amen. You look at somewhere, some other places where things are preached and they're bombing people and killing people and on and on. So in our message today, I just wanted to look at Palm Sunday. So John chapter 12, verse 12. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, would you say it with me? Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found the young donkey, sat on it. As it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done 
these things to him. Can I get a hallelujah today? Hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, real big. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, last Friday was first Friday. I told you Satan Sound does their first Friday. Pay what you want to watch one of their plays. And the plays was on Jesus. So me and Diane watched it with our two grandkids. And one of the parts that was so cool was Nicodemus and Joseph of, how do you say that, Diane? Arimathea. Joseph of Arimathea. They kept looking at a scroll and they said, he just fulfilled that. He just did that. And when he came in on the donkey, they said, he just fulfilled that. And then when he was up on the cross there, Isaiah 53, he just fulfilled that. Jesus fulfilled the word of God right to the T, right to the point. We can have such confidence that he is truly the Messiah. We can have such confidence that he is coming again because he said, I'm coming again. I'm going to build you a special place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's why we are looking up because we are living at warp speed because Scripture must be fulfilled. And I said this in first service. I don't really get into people's business. I let people make their own decisions. But church family, you need to be really wise with your kids schooling right now. I, I'm going to say you might need to consider Christian school or homeschooling because what they're doing is downright evil and demonic. And I, my kids, my three kids all went to public school and we had the strong influence in our house. They never brought home what we're seeing today, church family. Never. So keep it in prayer. You got to do, or at least opt out of those classes that they're trying to put there. Amen. Teaching seven-year-old, six-year-old about sex and all. Come on. I thought education was for education. But you know what? I'm not going to go there. It's your business, but I am your pastor, and I'm putting a word out there. Amen. I think of Miss Ashley as five kids. It's a big debt. It's a lot of money, but she makes sure all, the, all those kids are in Christian school. Amen. It, it's, 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 it takes a commitment, but you get one shot at it with your kids. Remember that. Amen. And if you can't do that, then you need to tell them, what you learned today, that's wrong. Tell them right to their face, that's wrong. That's not in the Bible. That's not what we believe. And we're not going to go there in this house. Amen? All right. So last week we saw that the things that is amazing to me is that our Jesus, when he died on that cross, he rose again. But in the eyes of God, we were there with him. And it's so important to understand, to get this concept. See, we live in these bodies, so the majority of our life is based around our five physical senses. What we see, what we hear, what we taste, what we smell, what we touch. There you go. We, we, we miss out on what we truly are. When you are born again, your spirit man is the new creation in you. Your spirit man is made in the image of almighty God, in the image of Jesus. Your spirit man has no sin on it. Your spirit man is holy before God. Now we're still in this body. At death, like I said last week, it's just like taking a coat off and throwing it to the side and you go be with the Lord. You don't go into no sleep or anything like that. To be absent from the body is to be present with 
the Lord right at that moment. And your spirit man is the part we really got to talk about because in your spirit man is healing. In your spirit man is the answers to prayer. But what we do is we operate in this sense realm. And I get it. I do too. And we operate in the sense realm in the way of everything out here is real. No, everything out here is going to pass away. But what's going on in the spirit will last for all eternity. Now, the only way, catch what I'm going to say right now, the only way that you can know how this spirit realm operates is through the word of God. Uh, people say it's through visions and dreams. No, it's not. It's through the word of God. His word is spiritual. In fact, any vision, dream, any supernatural thing must, must be confirmed by the word of God. We had a person once come to our, not to speak, but he kind of got up and started talking and what he was talking was wrong. And I stood up in front of the church and said, that's wrong. Because I'm responsible for you guys in the spiritual part. I had one guy come to our church, we're still in the other building over there, and walk up to me and say, hey, I'm an antenna. <laughs> I looked at him, I said, what in the world's an antenna? He goes, I just go to churches here and there and tell, tell them what their mistakes and stuff are. <laughs> I looked at this person, I said, you see those guys back there? Those are the elders of the church. They're keeping an eye out on the church. Yeah. Never saw him again. Everybody wants to be so spiritual and all. How much time are you spending with God? Yeah. How, many time, how much time are you praying? Yeah. You know, you know a person like that is not spiritual because a spiritual man will never exalt himself. Yeah. Blessed are the humble. God will exalt them. That's just the way it works. You want to be promoted in the kingdom. In fact, you want to be promoted in anything. You humble yourself. But nobody's going to see me. God sees you. And he who sees in private will reward you openly. I can tell you story after story of what me and Diane did before this church ever started. We didn't know this church was going to happen, but we were busy for God busy. I remember my pastor, Pastor Demola, he's with Jesus now, walking down the hallway. Man, when Pastor Demola talked, you thought God was talking. I'm telling you. He come, Tom, get over here. I want to start a Bible school in Jamaica. Can you take a week vacation and go there? Yes, sir. <laughs> Me and Diane with our little Rebecca, and she was just an infant at the time, went over to Jamaica and we taught the word of God. And let me tell you, that wasn't a scary week. He had a housemaid or whatever they call it there, and she took our little Rebecca, and we watched her walk down the road, and we just went, oh, God, this is for you, Lord. <laughs> Help us, Lord. You know, you do things. You got to be faithful to God, and he'll do what he's got to do. Amen? Amen. Go, in your, go to your Bible to Galatians chapter 2. We looked at a few scriptures last week that showed how clearly God sees us today. Amen? And this is one I wanted to hit on again. If you weren't here last week, Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Just read the first, what is that, two, four, six words with me. Ready? I have been crucified 
with Christ. See, it's not something that's going to happen. In God's eyes, we were on that cross with Jesus Christ. When Jesus died, we died with him. But the important thing is when Jesus rose from the dead, we rose with him. And I'll show you that in a moment. Amen. But understanding that I am dead to this natural world. Yeah, I'm living in here. My job, my assignment, every one of us has a different assignment from God. But catch what I'm going to say. This is so important. If you do what God has asked you to do, you will receive the same rewards that a Billy Graham and other people get that were faithful in what God told them to do. God only expects us to do what he has given us to do. If God has called you to be a godly mother and a godly wife, you be that to God. You give it your all. You pray for your children. You pray for your grandchildren. You pray and watch God reward you on that day. Sometimes, you know, I say as a minister, I look at, you know, the, the other ministers there. But I have to understand God knows our makeup. He made me, me, and you, you. Ooh, ooh. He made you who you are. But he has placed some, a gifting within each and every one of you. How many here, how many grandparents we got? Did I just put your hand up? Grandparents, can you take 15 minutes a day and pray for your grandchildren? Pray for those little ones? Some of them have to go to these public schools. They have to. Pray to surround them, protect them. Parents, you know, we were parents. I know the hustle, bustle, get them here, get them there, do this, do that. But are you taking just a few minutes each day? Put your hands on their beds. Dear God, you gave me these children. I pray for their protection. I pray when their little ears start hearing curse words and it's younger and younger, right? When they start seeing things, as I brought out last week, when they start handing them little gummy bears and gummy worms and things like that and peer pressure starts getting stronger as they become, you know, preteens and teens, you, you pray. You take five minutes, you pray. When they're sleeping there, put your hand lightly upon them and pray. That's what God's called you to do. Be faithful in that. Come on, church family. Be faithful. We all have to be faithful to what God has called us to do. And church family, I say this in love. You only get one shot at this. Uno. Uno. We live in a society where people think they're going to live forever. Church family, the rich and the poor, they all die. And I can prove it to you. How, pastor? Go anywhere, drive anywhere, and you'll always see a cemetery. They're everywhere. They're on roads that I didn't even expect them to be on. And it proves to me that death is coming after every one of us. But when I look at those stones, I like looking at the dates. But I always look at that little dash in between. What did that person do with that 1948 to 19 whatever? What was done during that period of time? That's our time. Even though it's but a vapor, even though it's but a flash, what am I doing 
with the 50, 60, 70, 30, 80 years that the Lord has given me. There are some people that do more in 30 years than some do in 100 years. Amen? So I encourage you today. Be faithful to him. Now, go back to what we're talking about. This flesh, it's going to rot. Unless the Lord returns in our lifetime and we get out of here, apazzo, hallelujah, this flesh will rot in the grave. Amen? But your spirit, man, is eternal. And when Jesus returns and sets everything in order, we're going to get a glorified body that will never die. Amen. I can get a couple hallelujahs on that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Think about it. No zits. <laughs> no overweight. I can just keep going on and on. That's what the glorified body. But till then, I need to lower the body and lift up the spirit. The Bible says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. God wants us to grow, and he wants us to grow inside, and when we grow inside, it manifests on the outside. As we become stronger on the inside, as we take time to fellowship with God, to read his word, to soak in his presence, we become stronger and stronger on the inside, and then, man, I used to have such a hot temper. I don't have a temper anywhere. Boy, I used to curse at every other word. I don't seem to curse anymore. What's going on? The life of God in you is squeezing through your pores. Amen? Amen? Now go go over to, uh, we're, we're in uh, Galatians 2.20. Did you guys turn there already? Oh, man, I'll tell you, I don't know what I'm talking about today. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. Now watch, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Jesus promised us that. He said those that believe on him, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit would make their abode within us. In the Old Testament, they had the fire, they had the smoke, right? They had the temple, they had the, the veil, the veil that separated them from Almighty God. You know what the veil is today? Our flesh. It's the only thing that separates me from God. If my heart were to stop right now, I'd be with God. So this flesh is the only thing that's separating me from Almighty God. The veil was set there that no one could go through that, that veil except the high priest once a year. And it had smoke and fire and it goes on and on. Here it's saying, I'm not living, Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. Watch. I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Isn't that beautiful? I've been crucified, but now I'm living in him. And he is living in me. What a relationship we could have with God. I think that's why that scripture in Hebrew says, come boldly to the throne room of grace that you may receive mercy on the day of judgment. We're not to fear the day of judgment. We're to actually look forward to it because it's not judgment as we think in the world. It's the Bema seat. All the work we did for the Lord, we're going to receive a reward now that will last us forever. 
In this world, we have investments, and I believe in investments. Investments are good, amen? And there's a great thing with investment. It's called compounding interest, right? You guys know what that is. If I get $500, I get 10% on it. All of a sudden now, in one year, I got $550. I keep that in the investment, and all of a sudden now, I'm investing $550, not $500, but even though I only put $500 into it. That's the way it works, young people. If you're ever thinking of retiring, you start putting away a little bit at the beginning, and then at the end, it keeps going up. The compounding interest keeps moving up. I know interest rates are super low right now, but it's still good to save. Amen. Why do I bring that out? Because we could be putting away eternal rewards. And I'm not talking about just money. What are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our talent? What are we doing with our lives? When we give that to God, when we say, Lord, look, I don't know what you called me to, but I'm willing to do whatever you tell me to do. You want me to start a Bible study? I'll start a Bible study. You want me to vacuum the floors? I'll vacuum the floors. You want me to visit someone in a nursing home? What do you want me to do, Lord? And let God lead you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Our church, you know, we're not the huge, huge church, but we're a good-sized church. Look what we're doing around the world. God can take a little seed and do great things with it. Amen? All we have to do is say, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Lord. Tell us what to do. And he told us to be, that we are, we are blessed. Come on. We are, see, I don't want to just say we're blessed. We are highly blessed. Amen? But we're blessed for a reason, to be a blessing, to do something with it. Amen? All right, go over to 1 John chapter 4. God sees us today. God sees you sitting there, feeling condemned, feeling yucky, feeling happy, feeling whatever. He sees you just like he sees Jesus Christ. To me, that's mind-boggling because Jesus is perfect now. When you look at these letters that are written, actually, when you look at all the different books of the Bible, right? Look at the authors of those books. Oh, the Holy Spirit's the author. Yes, of course the Holy Spirit's the author. But he worked through men, yeah. worked through women. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. He works through people, and he uses their personalities, all right? When you read Peter's letters, they're different than Paul's letters that are different than John's letters. This letter is John, amen? John we know as John the Beloved. He would lay his head on Jesus' chest. Can you imagine that? Imagine hearing the heartbeat of the creator. <laughs> Church history says, and you can read this in Fox's Book of Martyrs, that John was the oldest apostle to die of all the apostles. John was taken, I don't know if it was Nero, I'm not sure who the, who the uh, emperor was at the time. And his way that they were going to kill him was they are going to put him in hot boiling oil. So they lowered his body in on chains. They lowered his body in. And then when they pulled the chains up, there wasn't even a scar on him. They said the emperor flipped out. And they said, get him out of here. And they took him and they put him on the island of Patmos, which is by, I believe, by Turkey out that way. And they put him there. It was a prison colony, amen? It was like what Australia was uh, many moons ago. 
And John was on there, and they thought they got rid of him. But what does John do? He gets a revelation. <laughs> the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of people look at the book of Revelation, and they go, oh, it's all about end-time prophecy. The book of Revelation is about end-time prophecy, but its title is The Revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, watch what I'm going to say. John, when he was one of Jesus' disciples, laid his head on Jesus. You know, he was the only apostle to see Jesus crucified. The other ones all hid. Do you ever say to yourself, what would I have done? Yeah, we want to be brave. and I'd probably be running down, you know, Peter, where are we going to hide? Come on, you got to be honest with yourself. It takes guts to do some of the things. We look at people and say, why did he do that? Yeah, because they were scared. So here's John laying his head on Jesus in a lap. There he is, sees him crucified, sees him raised from the dead gets thrown on this island, years go by, and now Jesus Christ, the glorified King of kings and Lord of lords, appears to him, the ruler of the universe, the ruler of heaven, earth, and hell itself, appears to him, and John falls before him like a dead man. You were hugging on him. What's going on? He saw who Jesus is today. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Hallelujah. Hosanna, blessed is he who came in the name of the Lord. Amen? We're going to see Jesus that day. Do you get it? There's going to be the greatest family reunion up in the clouds before we go to heaven. The Lord will meet us in the air is what the Bible says, and we'll see the Lord and we'll see all of our loved ones. Can you imagine that day? you imagine your dad saying, Hi, Denise. Can you imagine that day, what it's going to be like? It's going to be awesome, guys. Don't miss it for anything. 1 John 4, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Would you read the next part with me? Because as he is, so are we in this world. That's pretty, uh, pretty like, uh, ready? What do you mean we're like him? Spiritually speaking. God sees your spirit man just like his sons. Everything. I heard a minister say it the other day. He says everything is in there. What we have to do is mine it out. Like a guy mines for gold or, or for coal. They dig, they dig. You dig in here, not always up here. Amen? Now watch this. Go to Colossians chapter 3. I wanted to lay that foundation to give you an understanding of what I'm going to say now. God wants us to have a heaven mindset. Now people have made this statement. Oh, them people, they're, they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Has anybody ever heard that? They're, you know, they're, they're a granola bar, fruity, nutty, and flaky. Amen. And I know it. I've seen it. Hey, Mr. Antenna. Anyway, we'll go on. God wants us to have a heaven mindset. Not that we're no good for service on this earth, but that we are more good for the work 
of the Lord. Watch now. Colossians 3.1. You all there? All right. If then you were, and we go again, past tense, the same way you were crucified with Christ, now you were what? Raised with him. Seek those things which are above and not where Christ sits, seating at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. So he's talking about a different dimension here. We understand that dimension operates through our senses because we're still in a body. Amen? So Jesus said, God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But the Bible is a spiritual book. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he never attacked Satan with his authority. Amen. He never said, I am the son of God. Be gone. He came against him with the sword of the spirit and he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Maybe we should try the same thing. Amen. When problems come to say, it is written, Instead of saying, oh my, what am I going to do now? It is written, it is written, it is written, all right? Verse 3, for you died. Hello, dead people. <laughs> That's how he sees us. Not spiritually dead, spiritually alive. And I know I'm, I'm rattling some of you today, but I'm trying to give you the distinction between spirit, soul, and body. Spirit man is the real you. Body is the flesh you. At death, body dies, corrupts into the ground. But your spirit man goes to be with the Lord. Your soul, your mind, your will, your personality, it makes you, you. Amen? At death, there's a separation. Spirit and soul go to be with the Lord. Body gets left behind. At the great resurrection, everybody, body, that died, will be raised to life again. Amen? And man, if I die and that happens on that realm, the rapture doesn't happen, I pray he leaves about 30 pounds behind. <laughs> Can I get an amen in the house today? All right. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ. When Christ, now it's going to talk about the rapture, watch. Who is our life appears, when he appears, when he presents himself, then you also will appear with him in glory. He's not talking about that there. He's talking about the Lord's return. Let me give you another scripture. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Philippians 3, 20. I hope you guys like the word of God. Because that's the way I preach, amen? I mean, I'm a teacher preacher and I'm going to stick with it. Here we go, 320. For our citizenship is in heaven. Now watch what I'm going to say and receive it right. I love the United States of America. I thank God I was born here. The United States of America is founded on a great constitution. Amen? And as John Adams said, if we follow our constitution, the only people that can follow this constitution are godly people. That's why they're trying to get rid of our constitution now, right? I am a citizen of the United States. But according to this word, I am also a citizen of heaven. Yeah. 
when my country goes against heaven's country, I'll stick with heaven's country. I'll stick with the word of God. Amen? When you want to barrel this stuff down my kids or my family or telling me this or that, I'll stick with the word of God. Look, church family, they're in delusion right now. The darkness that's being spewed out, I, I never thought it would be so quick. Never. I've been at this for over 40 years, and I've watched dark times come. Nothing like today. But what's going on? Scripture is being fulfilled. What scripture? 2 Timothy chapter 3. Lawlessness. The love of many will grow cold. On and on. We're seeing as it was in the days of Sodom. So shall it be when the Son of Man returns. You know, when the interesting was, what is as it was in Noah's day. You know what Noah's day was? Violence. You ever look at some of these videos of beating people up for no reason? My citizenship is in heaven, guys. Watch. From which we also eagerly... That's, a, that's quite a verb there, right? Wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're waiting for you, Lord, who will transform my lowly body <laughs> that it may be conformed to his glorious body, his body, right? According to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Now, the apostle Paul got a little glimpse of that, right? He said, I was taken up into the third heaven. And he said this, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for them that love him. It is exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could even ask or think. I could ask and think for some pretty cool stuff. And it's beyond that. Now, I've read this quote to you before. It's from C.S. Lewis, but it so lines up with this so perfectly. He said, if you read history, you will find that the Christians who did most for this present world were precisely those who thought most of the next world. It is since Christians, catch this now, have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this world. Yeah. I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. Why? What can they do to us? Kill us? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? Just do it quick. <laughs> Man, are you kidding? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? Look, I'm not trying to die. The Bible says God promised us 70 years, and if by means of strength, even 80 years. And to Noah, he said, the longest, 120. You want to go for 120? Go for it. I want whatever God has for me, and then say, ciao. Rivederci. Hasta la vista, baby. Do the Lord's work. Stay busy for him. But set your affection on things above. Start thinking about God during the day. Start putting on some Christian music or Christian teaching instead of listening to all this garbage. It's so much garbage. This group hates this group and this group hates this group and they're right and they're right and they're wrong and they're wrong. Ah! I'd rather be at peace in Christ. Amen, Amen church family. Happy Palm Sunday, amen? We'll pick up next week on Easter. Well, Friday night, it's awesome. Don't you want to miss Friday night? It's going to be awesome. We're going to have communion together. Men, sign up for the men's breakfast. It's going to be good, amen? Father, we bless you. Thank you again.
that you are Lord, that you are Lord. I thank you for your goodness, Lord. You're always for us, never against us. I thank you for these faithful ones coming out and things they hear from this pulpit. Don't always just make them feel good. I know that. Don't make me feel good. But Lord, your word is truth. I don't want to tickle my ears. I don't want to just hear people make me feel good. I want to change. I want to grow. I want to be more like Christ, Lord. Every day in this flesh, in this body. I know my spirit is perfect. I know I'm born again. I know I'm a new creation. But boy, this flesh can sure get in the way of a lot of stuff. I get moody. I get edgy. I get tired. I get yada, 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 Lord. I want to be more like Jesus in this flesh. Listen, it all begins with a prayer, though. The Bible says you must be born again. It does not say if you feel like it. It says you must be. So today, if you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your personal Lord and Savior, then I ask you to pray this prayer with me. It's a simple prayer, but you got to believe it. That's the thing. Anybody can say words. It's believing, excuse me, believing words. So if you're here today and you have never asked Jesus into your heart, then would you pray this prayer with me? And we'll all pray it together to help you. But say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross and that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of all my sins and accepting me today. I thank you, Lord, that I am born again in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you meant that, the Bible says you're born again, that your dead man has become new. You're a dead man walking were. Now you're alive unto Christ. Oh, my. What a gift God gave us. What I like to do as a church is give you a little gift before you leave, just to help you get you started. If you don't have a Bible, there's a little card inside this package. Take it to our bookstore. It'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. That's it. That's it. We just want to help you. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front or anything like that. But I am going to ask you to raise your hand in a moment so our altar workers who are around this sanctuary can bring you this gift. So if you have never asked Jesus into your heart, you're doing it today. Or maybe you have, but you're not living for him. You would like to rededicate your life today. Or maybe you're not sure yet, but you would still like this package before you leave. Then with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself and one altar worker that'll come to you. Would you slip your hand up? Let them see it and they'll be more than happy to bring you this gift. Thank you. Thank you. They'll be more than happy. Thank you for that hand over here. Thank you. That you just raise your hand. Thank you for that hand here in the center. Thank you. Thank you. Be born again. Oh, it's the greatest thing. The greatest thing. I, I, the only thing I regret in life is that I wasn't born again sooner. Man. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Join these today. Just slip your hand up. Do it just the way I said. I'm not going to embarrass you. They're going to put a little gift in your hand. If you say, I'm just not sure yet, great. Take the package home. One of the gifts is the Gospel of John. Read about it. Read this John that we talked about today. Read. See what he has to say. 
One more time, I'm going to look around. If that's you, just slip your hand up, put it right back down, and we'll get somebody to come to you. Thank you. Thank you for that hand there. Thank you. One more time, I'm going to look around. If that's you, just slip your hand up high. Let them see it. Let them see it. We're here for you. We're not here to, you know, well, now you got to come to this church. No, you find where God wants you. That's what you got to do, where God wants you. God will do at CFFC what he's got to do at CFFC, and he'll do with the other churches. Amen. One more time, and I mean that now. I'm a preacher, right? One more time keeps going on. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Let the altar worker see it, and they'll bring you this gift. If you don't have a Bible, there's a card in there. Take it right to our bookstore, right outside the doors there. They'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. Our gift to you. For those that raise your hand, we'd just like to give you a big congratulations today. We are having prayer meeting this week. We will not have prayer meeting next week, amen? But this week we'll be here. If you'd like to join us, we're right up here in about 15 minutes. Father God, we thank you for the service today. I thank you that we dug a little deeper today and talked about things that can make maybe make our heads rattle. Spirit over flesh, taking control of the mind, on and on. But I thank you that we have been crucified and we are risen with him today. The most important thing. I thank you for your people today and I pray a blessing upon them. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom, shalom. Father, I love these people. I pray for them every day. I pray your blessings upon them. For those that won't be here for Easter, I pray, Father, to have a great resurrection Sunday. Now say this for me. I thank you, Lord, that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are, that we are blessed. Go be a blessing, church family. God bless you.